couple of years down the road, you're living your life. You're running the valve, doing shows, telling jokes, being creative, feeling fulfilled. Cool. Things feel good. You, um, <clears throat> you've really like struck a, a nice balance in your life of like how much comedy you're doing and how much, uh, work weighs on you. You know, uh, you're starting to enjoy things you just didn't enjoy before, like your neighbors. You know what I mean? Like you just happen to see them out and about every now and then, and you kind of strike yeah. up a conversation and, you know, you're just in a, in a place where like you have more bandwidth. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have like a, like a community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're feeling, you're feeling like pretty good. You know, you, um, you have a new neighbor. He's like, a probably like a 26 year old single guy. He's like a young dad. You know, he's like a young, like weekend dad. Uh, but he, uh, he works in a, in a, in a restaurant in the kitchen. Nice guy. What's the restaurant called? He works at a place called, uh, tenders and more. It's a chicken tenders restaurant. They also sell other things though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but like tenders is what they're known for. So he's like a, you know, he's just a young guy who he hasn't like come out and told you, but you can kind of infer that he, you know, spent a little time, you know, as a friend of the state, you know, he did some time in jail. Locked up. Yeah. You haven't like really discussed it, but you it know. won't let me out. Locked up. Yeah. You think that every time you see him? You just know that like he was put behind bars, but you you like haven't confirmed it. Okay. But either way, he's like a really nice guy. He's uh he's always like very respectful. He's quiet. He'll come over and hang out sometimes and like what he does, he brings a beer. You know, sometimes he'll barbecue and say, Hey, you wanna you want a pork steak or something, Pat? And he'll he'll like make you a plate, bring it over, say hey. He's like a nice guy. <laughs> What's his name? Huh? Well, what's his name? Uh, his name is uh, Stephen Stockwell. All right. And as much as you like Stephen, you like his daughter even more. Okay. Her name is Moira. And, uh, you know, she comes over every other weekend. She's like eight years old. Cool. And, and she's just like super intelligent uh she's like really clever and like funny for like a little kid you know and you get along with kids and sure you know you're just like you know your your dad's neighbor you know she sees you when she comes over stuff like that she made you like a christmas card at school you know you guys have lived together or like like next to each other for about eight months okay so you you know you you've gotten to know you've gotten to know them like really well. 
you're working the valve one night. It's a Friday night. You, uh, you're getting ready to leave. And uh, you see Steven and Moira out front. And you see that he's like got her on a bicycle. And there's training wheels on it. And he's got her little helmet. And she's got pads. And he looks like proud as hell. Cool. You know, he's like teaching her how to ride a bike. And she's having a great time. Like you're, you're watching them do this. And you're like, like a tear almost comes to your eye. You know? <laughs> okay. You're very moved by it. So you like, uh, <clears throat> you get in your car and then you hear her yell, hey, Pat. And you turn in the parking lot and you go, she, you see her. And she's like, look, waving at you. And you wave back and she goes, watch this. And she like starts pedaling towards you, you know? Yeah. And she like gets over to you, you know? And like, you guys, she, you're like, man, that was so great. Good job. You know, uh, you just have like a little moment. You chit chat okay. for a second. She tells you about school, you know. You tell her things are good with you. You know, her dad comes over. You guys just have a nice little chat. You go to work. <clears throat> Do your shows on Friday. Who's, uh, what shows are they? Uh, you have a headliner in for two shows. They're doing four shows all weekend. Who are they? Uh, it's... this comedian whose name is uh, Skim Milk. <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah. He's like a white guy who does like urban rooms. Yeah, okay. You know? That's his uh, whole what's thing. What's that guy's name? Gary Owens or whatever? What's that? Get, is that guy uh, Gary Owens? Yeah, I think he does. He does a lot of that. I think he's yeah. got that reputation. Skim Milk comes in. He's got like a... You're like... You didn't. You'd never heard of him before, um, and then you looked him up, and you're like, "Oh, he definitely like has a following of people." It's just, oh, okay. it's just never like crossed into your realm. You know what I mean? It's a totally different part of this this comedy subculture. Yeah, sure. I know a lot of acts like that. Yeah. So you book Skim Milk. How does he do? Oh, Crush City, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. He know. He knows what he's doing. Is he any good? Yeah, he's good. Nice guy. He seems genuine. Cool. So you leave the valve, right? You have a good night. Go home. Crack open a fucking beer. Put your feet up. Put on King of the Hill. Eat some tacos. Great Friday night. Peaceful end. Peaceful end to a profitable friday that's what you said right before you turned out at the lights <laughs> you woke up saturday morning you go outside you're gonna go across to uh, taco mex get a breakfast taco you walk over place your order what would you get what's your go-to uh, taco mex Breakfast just the order. basic, the basic uh, egg, bacon, uh, cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. I, they also sometimes have a pork chop taco. Yeah, is that available? Yeah, hell yeah. 
I'll get it with refried beans. You get the bacon, egg, and cheese. You get the pork taco, pork chop taco, refried beans. You walk back over to your place. You see Stephen and Moira just like out front. Moira is like crying, having a like just like throwing a fit. Stephen's like on the phone. He's like clearly stressed out. You see them and you walk over and you go, hey guys, what's going on? And Moira's like, somebody stole my bike. Oh no. And she just like starts crying. You know what I mean? Jeez. You know? She and and Steven's like on the phone with the cops, you know, and he comes over and he's like, Hey man, sorry for making too much noise. He's like, he's like, Moira, he goes, Hey, we're on the phone with the police. Like, let's go inside, let's calm down, like it, it'll be okay. Poor kid. Yeah. So she goes inside. He he looks at you and he goes, Man, I he goes, That's the last like extra money I had. He goes, What the fuck? He's like clearly frustrated. And you know he's working hard, you know that he's like doing everything he can to make ends meet. You're like, man, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Shitty. You eat your fucking tacos, right? Yeah. They're pretty good. Not as good as usual. Because you're just like thinking the whole time. You're like, man, who would steal like a kid's, a little kid's bike? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who does like something? It's like a child's bike, you know? Come on, have a heart. You sit there, you sort of like angrily eat your taco. (laughs) It's fine. You do like your work throughout the day. Take your fucking shower. Go to the Velve. Skim milk's there. Does good. Uh... You know, you you weren't really like very talkative. You were just kind of like the whole time thinking, like, man, how how can I make this right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. With, do I know this? Do I know this guy well enough to be like, hey, I can help you with a new bike? You know what I mean? Would he take offense to that? You know that he's like a proud guy. You're trying to like figure it out. Some sort of fundraiser. Yeah. <sighs> Shows come and go. <clears throat> you get home you know standing outside your apartment you just start thinking about like how unfair things can be sometimes you know yeah you get sick and tired of seeing the little guy being trounced upon, you know. You get sick and tired of seeing regular people getting fucked over by a system or by someone, and you felt that there was a significant need to right some wrongs. Okay. You take up the flaming sword of justice. Yeah. You stand in your parking lot at 11.59. Oh, shit. You reach into your pocket. Yeah. And at the stroke of midnight, you bite into a Milky Way midnight. Nice. And you are transformed into a private eye. <laughs> Little Pat Midnight. Hell yeah, he's back. Little Pat Midnight and the missing bike. Wow. You look through the trash. 
Is my like attire different other than I'm just wearing that hat? <laughs> no, you're wearing black slacks. <laughs> you're wearing yeah. black slacks with like a white shirt, a real Jeez. tight knot black tie, and this fucking duster, dude. Wow. When you walk, you just know how to like snap it. It just pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so cool. So you snap this duster. You head over towards the uh, the trash bin. You see that the box for the bicycle is still in there. You take a picture of it. You go to a little uh, cyber cafe. A friend of yours knows. A place called Pat's Cool Brews. Oh, wow. You go in. You sit at the bar. This is a place you like to do a little work from time to time. Sure. You pull out a laptop. You go looking on Craigslist. You're cross-referencing photos. Who's who's trying to get rid of this bike? And after hours of searching, you find it. You find it, and you see that the photo they're using in in the Craigslist post is one that's right in front of your neighbor's door. Like they knew what they're doing. They walked up. They took a picture. They grabbed the bike. They put it online. Wow. You stroke your fucking face and you think, <laughs> here we go. We're on to something. Yeah. So you send an email out, right? What would you ask them? I asked them what they knew about a missing bicycle. I cut right to the chase. You send the email. Real zippy. It's pretty late. It's pretty late at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a response. It's just a smiley face. It says, ha ha, fuck off. (laughs) What? Yeah. Dang. What do you do? I respond with a photo of me giving them the finger. They uh, send you a photo of somebody just spreading their butt cheeks apart. <laughs> it's just clearly like somebody's asshole. <laughs> All right, I guess. Um, I guess I close that laptop. So you close the laptop. I know when I'm beat. <clears throat> You think to yourself, looks like they're playing hard to get. You, I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. Yeah. You uh, open the laptop back up. You get the email off of there. You paste it into like a search engine for private eyes. Called The search engine is called Private's Eyes. <laughs> A search oh. engine. Private's eyes, a search engine. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. Right. And uh so you, you like pop the email I guess in. Yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You pop the email in. Uh you see like where it's registered to, you know, that stuff for like Fortnite and uh like video games and you know, stupid shit like that. Yeah. You um the name is like redacted 
you don't have that information, but you do have mm-hmm. like a you do have an address four three eight Falcon Ridge Lane. Okay, Austin, Texas. Would you go to the house or would you try to I mean, contact I'm, them again? Immediately. Yeah. I, I go there immediately. So you go to the house, right? It's kind of like out just a little bit past like the city limits, you know? It's yeah. not like it's not in like Austin proper, you know. It's like southwest Austin, you know. Out that way. So you go out there, you spend a little time driving in your car called the the midnight mobile <laughs> it's just your car yeah you're driving out there you're thinking <laughs> i don't change it or i don't do anything to it to make it i just call it the midnight mobile yeah, it's the midnight mobile the only thing that's different is in the passenger seat is a wrapper for a milky way midnight <laughs> in my white ford fiesta yeah so you're on your way there, right? And you're thinking like, who's got the heart to steal a little kid's bike? Got to find out. Got to set things right. And you press the pedal to the fucking floor. You push the Midnight Mobile further than you've ever pushed it before. Yeah. You take an exit off the highway. Take a winding road back about a half mile you find the falcon ridge drive just a dirt road yeah do you take it mm-hmm. you take this dirt road uh i take a sip of coffee black hell yeah you take a milky way midnight mini and you drop it in the bottom of it <laughs> And then you kind of swirled around. And you go, this will keep me going. That actually sounds great. I'm not going to lie. So you're driving down this like dusty road, this dusty back road. You see that there's like a fire, like a bonfire almost kind of over the crest of a hill. You turn your lights off. You pull up, park. You walk towards the bonfire and there's probably like 30 different people there wow yeah when you get closer you realize that they're all like like preteens okay like probably 30 different kids ages probably like 10 to 13 is Moira there no Moira's not there but you like walk up and you see that they're all like riding around on bikes. You hide behind a tree. You pull out these uh, night vision binoculars you have tucked into your fucking duster. <laughs> yeah. And you look and there it is. You see her bike in a pile next to a bunch of other bikes just sitting there. What do you do? Hmm. And the kids are like chanting stuff and like. Can I sneak around towards the bikes? Yeah. 
Yeah, I sneak toward them. You sneak around like the perimeter towards the bikes, but there comes a point where like you're going to be exposed, and the kids are like chanting, you know, like uh, all together they're just like saying things in like a language you've never heard before. Oh no! You know, what do you do? You see the bikes. Yeah. But if you walk out to them, you'll be exposed by the firelight. Hmm. Is there a way to sneak around the firelight? No, not really. You know what? I just walk on out and I go, what the fuck is going on here? So you tighten your belt an extra notch. (laughs) Yeah. You run your fingers along the brim of that fucking fedora that sits on top of your head. Hell yeah. You snap that fucking duster nice you see sparks out of your periphery wow and you walk into that firelight and all conversation stops and you go what the fuck is going on here this kid is maybe 12 years old he's shirtless he's got on like torn jeans Okay. He's got a bright red mohawk. Yeah. He walks up to you and he goes, who the fuck are you? And he spits on the ground right in front of your feet. And you go, I'm a little Pat Midnight kid and I need some answers. And then I spit down on the ground. You spit down on the ground and he sees your spit and he looks up at you. And he goes, let me guess. You're here for a bike. What do you Fuck say? Yeah. Yes, sir. I am. He goes, which one? You point it out. Yeah. And he goes, he kind of laughs. He goes, oh. he goes, you're not the first one that's come looking for that bike. <clears throat> he like points uh, kind of towards the fire and you didn't notice it when you were walking in, but there's a man who's like chained up. to like this what? pole. He's uh he's shirtless. He's wearing like blue slacks. His shirt's been ripped off of him and he is in impeccable shape. Okay. He has like a dancer's body. <laughs> yeah. You get a little closer and it is Sergeant Herbert Crumbs. <laughs> of the Austin Candy Crimes. Of the unit. Candy Crimes unit. Holy shit. He's like, he's been like beating the fuck up. Right? Oh my God. He's like on his knee and he, he spits blood and he goes, I was two days away. From retiring. Oh my god. And the kids just laugh at him. Holy shit. And the kid goes, You want that bike? You can have it. He goes, You're gonna have to earn it. And he like whistles really loud. And these kids bring these like poles, probably 50 feet worth of poles. And they set up this structure and, uh, to where it's like one long pole. It's like 50 feet long with like a bracket on the end. So the whole thing stands like two feet off the ground. Okay. And he goes, choose your weapon. And he like motions to another pile. And there's a bunch of bikes there. You see him like walk back around towards one end of the pole. These guys bring out a golden bicycle. Ah, oh, fuck. 
and they bring out a golden lance. Oh, shit. They put a golden helmet on his head. There's a little stripe in there for his mohawk to stick out of. (laughs) The red against the gold reminds you of a sunset you will never see again. Wow. Do you pick a bicycle and a lance? Yeah. Or do you try to reason with him? No, there's we're beyond reasoning at this point. Um I got I grab whatever bike is the closest in size to me. There's a bike, you grab it, it's like for you know, an adult. They give you a lance. Do you put a helmet on or do you leave your fedora on? Um I I put it over my fedora. You put it on top of your fedora? Yeah. Your fedora like kind of starts to get crushed when you put it on there. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel right. So do you put on the helmet or do you wear the fedora? I look at the helmet. Yeah. I look up at him. At- and I and I slam the fucking helmet to the ground. And I keep that fedora on. Yeah. I'm little Pat Midnight. You think that's yourself. They give you a a silver lance. Looks like it's made out of like aluminum or some shitty metal, you know? Oh, fuck, yeah. Doesn't sound good. You look up. You lock eyes with Herbert Crumbs. Just (laughs) beaten to a pulp by these preteens. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, whatever you do, just get that bike back. (laughs) Okay. He just screams into the sky. You look down the center of that lance. You got it pointed right at your enemy. He goes, on the count of three, one, two, Holy shit. three. You reach back with your left hand and you snap that duster one more time. <laughs> it snaps, it hits the uh, the rear tire and you feel the whole bike just sort of like raise up like a horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like the front wheel comes off the ground and you swear for just a split second, you hear that is weird. And you take off and you're pedaling. You're pedaling faster than you've ever pedaled before. And the whole thing happens in just a split second. Just a a, a minor, just the, the smallest, most insignificant blip on the radar of time. Okay. This very minuscule moment in time. You pierce the 12-year-old boy's throat with the lance. Oh, jeez. Right through the throat. Uh, The lance goes out the back of his neck. He dies immediately. Oh, my God. Everybody stops talking. Holy shit, dude. A hush falls over the crowd. You feel the weight of his body on the end of the lance and you can't let it go. You're stuck in place for just a moment. 
you look out on the faces of those 10 to 13 year old kids and you see the reality of the horrors of what they've been doing come crashing wow. down upon them. Yeah. They all sort of take off their post-apocalyptic gear that they've been wearing and they all walk in different directions. So Herbert Crumbs laughs like a madman. <laughs> oh no. You go over, you cut him down. He goes, well, you did it. You got the bike back. You see the bike, Moira's bike, sitting there. What do you do? First, I turn to Crumbs and I go, well, you're free. And you know what that means? You are officially retired. He goes, I got one more day. Oh. He goes, but. <laughs> You're going to go into work after this? He goes, the cop's job is never done. All right. Whatever. He goes, speaking well, of which, what happened here, I didn't see. Oh, wow. Okay. He goes, but I'm going to be showing up here in about five minutes, so you better be gone when I'm here. Heard. Okay. I grab Moira's bike and I get the hell out of here. I get the fuck out of Dodge. You grab Moira's bike? Yeah. You snap that fucking duster. You throw in the trunk of the Midnight Mobile, aka <laughs> your Ford Fiesta with the Milky Way Midnight Wrapper in the passenger seat, and you yeah. drive home. You pull up to your apartment complex. You, uh, it's like late at night at this point, you know. I take a, I take a, a big gulp of whiskey. You take a big gulp of whiskey, you go inside. You wake up the next morning in your bed, wearing your regular clothes. You walk out into your living room, the bicycle's there. You take a next door, you knock on their door. Moira opens it, and she's like, hey, Pat. She goes, let me go get my dad. I go, Moira. She stops. Like, kind of like motion down. You motion down. And you're holding the bike there. And her face just like lights up, right? She just starts screaming. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Her dad comes running out. He's like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he sees it and he's like, Pat, what the hell? And you're like, I know a guy who, you know, works for the police. And he checked and saw somebody uh, found the stolen bike. Wow. So you tell him that you're like, yeah, just trying to believe just, me. Yeah. You're like, I'm just trying to help. I'm, he's like, he goes, I'm glad it worked out. He goes, uh, he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I, I can't ever possibly thank you enough. He's like, I'm, I'm cooking dinner later. I, I haven't gone to the store yet. Let me make dinner for you. What, what do you want? And you've had his cooking before and it is fucking good. Then in that case, I would love Good old-fashioned spaghetti and meatballs. He's like, spaghetti and meatballs. He goes, my mom made the best meatballs when I was a kid. He's like, uh, I got a great recipe. You're going to love it. He goes, you like your sauce a little spicy? Love it. He kind of like winks at you. He goes, spaghetti and meatballs, maybe some garlic bread. He goes, red wine. It sounds incredible. 
This sounds like a good night. He's like, all right. He goes, well, um, dinner at six. Come on over at six. Does he ask me about my fedora and my, like, my outfit? You're not wearing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, uh, six o'clock, you go back over. You have this great dinner. It's fucking incredible. He wasn't joking. His family meatballs are outstanding. Wow. It's some of the best food you've ever had. So the three of you guys kind of sit there and you guys laugh and Moira sings a song that she learned at school and, you know, showed you her homework and, you know, it was just like, it was just like a really nourishing night. You know what I cool. mean? It filled your soul. You, uh, afterwards go back to your house. You lay down in bed. You go to sleep, right? The whole time you're asleep, you relive that single moment of when you pierced that little boy's throat with the lance. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's very disturbing the first night, but it keeps going every single night for the rest of your life until you die. Does it get less disturbing? I mean, yeah. So I kind of get used to it? Yeah. You do get used to it eventually. Uh. But from that moment on, the entirety of every time you're asleep, you can feel it in your hands, the tip of that lance piercing that boy's throat, and the look on his face as his soul left his body. On a loop for the entirety of any time you sleep for the rest of your life. And it's every single night. There's never a night where I have just a normal sleep. No. But you got the mic back. Yeah, great. That hits hard. That is a horrifying thing for me to even consider. You got the bike back, though. You know? All right. Well, I guess some good gut became of this. Yeah. This now hellish existence that I have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, I think I said this last time. I like Little Pat Midnight a lot, but he always loses. He always fucks up. You guys, but you you didn't fuck up though. Like you, you got the bike back. Uh, yeah, I mean, we solved the case, but yeah. I mean, look at yeah. what I mean. I should have just bought her another bike. I mean, but you solved the case. You All did right. it. No. Little Pat Midnight. <laughs> Little Pat Midnight. 